God is a God of mercy. Amen. That was the wrong video. That was Palm Sunday. Today's Easter Sunday. Uh, but God's. Uh, but that. But that just means that if we mess up and not things don't go our way, hey, Jesus was dead for three days, right? And uh, then he rose from the dead. So happy Easter. Uh, it is great to see you all. Amen. Did you get some Easter breakfast? Oh, uh, boy, that, that chorizo and eggs. Woo, fantastic. Wa- waffles, sausage, eggs, that was good. So thank you all to, uh, that make the Easter breakfast possible this morning, and, and we have been well-fed. We've been well-fed physically, and now we're getting well-fed spiritually because we have come to worship a risen Savior. Amen. Amen. You know, when we get our minds around the idea that uh, Jesus was literally crucified, dead, and buried, and stayed in that tomb for three days, and then came back to life, like literally came back to life, oxygen filled his lungs again, Uh, he got uh, blood back into his muscles, the heart started pumping, and he walked out of that grave. I admit that it is a hard thing for us to understand. Like, we don't expect such a thing. I don't expect to go to someone's funeral on Friday and run into them in the grocery store on Sunday. You know, I think I'd faint in the ice cream aisle. And, uh, and uh, the women, and, the, and I mentioned the women first because they were the first ones to encounter the risen Christ. The women and the disciples and the other followers of Jesus were just as surprised as we would have been. Early on that Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, and they looked, and the stone had been uh, rolled away. They looked inside where they expected to find uh, Jesus' body, and the grave clothes were folded there, but there was no body. And angels appeared to them, and they said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. The Bible says that they were filled with both fear and joy, at the same time, and they ran to, uh, to uh, tell the other disciples what they had heard and seen, and the risen Christ came and appeared to them, and they fell trembling at his feet. The Bible says they clasped his feet. In other words, it was a real physical body. But when I think of those emotions of, of fear and joy and surprise— Those are some of the exact same things that you are experiencing right now. Because I know that those are the emotions that we experience all the time. We have our own fears. There are things that concern us, that that bring us anxiety. There's things that we wake up in the middle of the night and and, uh, and keep us awake at night. And then there are those joys, those things in our lives that bring us a lot of pleasure and bring us happiness, or, or maybe I should say people, because usually... Our relationships are the, are the things that bring us most joy in life. And then we are surprised. Things don't always go the way that we expect them to, right? Uh, sometimes we're surprised in a good way, and things go better than we expect them to. But sometimes we're frustrated and disappointed because we thought it would go this way, and it doesn't. This morning on Easter Sunday, I want to drive home the point that The resurrection changes everything. 
No matter what you are experiencing, your fears, your joys, those unexpected things in your life, I just want us to understand that the resurrection changes and transforms everything in our lives because it changes and transforms our hearts from the inside out. You see, it doesn't always happen instantaneously. As we said, Jesus was dead in the grave for three days, but, Jesus, but God does change what happens. I recognize, like I said, I recognize that it is hard to imagine that God could, uh, that someone could be raised up from the dead. But if God is the creator, and, is, and if he is the one that brings life and brings death on this earth every day, that is no hard thing for him to raise his son Jesus from the dead. And if God is an alive God, which he is, if he is a God of power, which he is, if he is a God that loves you and cares for you so much that he would send his own son to, be, to die on the cross, which he did and which he does love you that much, then it is no hard thing for him to come and meet you in whatever you are experiencing in your life. Today I want to talk to you about what Easter means and about what it means uh, for us that have placed our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. We're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 6 this morning, and it's not your typical Easter verses, but we've been going through the book of Galatians together as a church, and today we get to the very last verses. And, uh, and as I study this and I look at, at, at it, I, I see some things that apply to us on this Easter Sunday. In Galatians 6, 14 through 18, I'm going to point out Easter benefits, Easter boasts, and Easter blessings. Those are the three things we're looking for in these verses. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. God's Word says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing today. We're boasting in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. So from this passage, I want to point out, like I said, Easter benefits, Easter boasts, and Easter blessings. I have two for each. And, uh, and under each one of these, it's going to spell out an acronym for Easter, E-A-S-T-E-R. And so the first one is an Easter benefit, and uh, the first E that we're talking about is uh, eternal living. That's a benefit of Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. Now, I say eternal living instead of eternal life because the Bible usually talks about eternal life, but sometimes we get a misconception in our minds that we think eternal living is just something future that we will experience when we get to heaven and uh, we experience eternal life with God for all eternity. But the reason I'm saying eternal living is because I want to emphasize that it starts in the here and the now. 
Jesus didn't come to this earth to die on the cross just so he could get to heaven. He came to this earth so that we could have new life in him in the here and the now, right now. This passage uh, says that what counts is the new creation. When it talks about the new creation, what it means is that, that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he can make us new. He can forgive our sins. He can guide us on his good paths. And he sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. So when we talk about eternal living, we're talking about having a relationship with God. If Jesus rose from the dead, that means he's alive. He's alive in us through his Holy Spirit. So we gather today on Easter Sunday. And it's great to be here. And it's great to be with all of you. But I just want to emphasize that even though this is a high day on our church calendar, we're not just here to check a box off. We're not here to talk about some dead religion. We're here to talk about a relationship with God. That God can come into our lives and he can change everything. He can transform us from the inside out. Eternal living means that we have a relationship with an eternal and alive God. And that's a huge Easter benefit. Now, that relationship is grounded in our second Easter benefit, which, which is the A, which is atonement. Atonement's just a big fancy word that means that, it, that is meant to encompass all that Jesus did on the cross and in the resurrection. It includes his forgiveness of sins, his sacrifice on the cross, it includes his victory over sin and death. It includes the new life that we have in him. Atonement actually comes from two English words. It, uh, it comes from, it, it means at one minute. So in one way or another, uh, at the cross and at the empty tomb, in a spiritual sense, we are there with Jesus. We are one with Jesus. This passage talks about how we have crucified with Christ. Even though this event took place 2,000 years ago, when you place your faith in Christ, somehow in the mind of God, who is not bound by time, but sees all things before him all at once, you are there with Jesus at the cross. Because your sins are placed on him. And his righteousness that comes because he had perfect obedience to his heavenly Father, is then given to you. At the cross, you are one with him. And at the empty tomb, you are one with him. You receive new life. And that is what we are talking about this morning, the new life that, bring, that God can bring into our lives when God comes into our lives. And we are made new and we live with God. Those are the Easter benefits. Now, secondly, if those things are true, then we ought to get excited about that. We ought to boast about it. Paul says uh, here, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We boast about all kinds of things. A couple weeks ago, somebody was boasting to me about Jollibees. Uh, we got a new Jollibees at the Eastland Center, right? Have you been to Jollibees yet? Uh, they were saying it's the best fried chicken you ever had. I said, no, 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 can't beat Roscoe's the hot sauce mixed with the syrup. I'm a Roscoe's guy. That's the best fried chicken. They're like, no, it's better than that. We boast in all kinds of things. We boast in everything from, 
fried chicken to football teams to fungal cream. Whatever it is, whatever we get excited about. We like to brag about it. Whatever pleases us, whatever uh, works for us, whatever we get excited about, we boast about, we tell others about. I don't know why I came up with fungal cream. The third F, the third F I don't know. I was going for three Fs. And, uh, but we get excited about all, all kinds of stuff. But you know what? If we are a child of God, the best thing in our lives is that we have a relationship with God. That's what we should boast about. That's what we should get excited about. That's what we should brag to others about. And, and, and being a child of God, you, you can't earn that. My S in the Easter acronym is that we are a son or a daughter of God. That's what we get excited about. Because uh, we can't earn that. That's nothing that you can accomplish. When you are born into a family, you don't get to pick your family. If you're adopted into a family, there's a family that comes and chooses you. We've been adopted into the family of God. And we're so thankful for that. And we're blessed by that. And we boast in that. You can't earn that your way into God's family. Jesus died on the cross to earn that way. He paid the sin. He paid the, uh, he paid the penalty for our sins so that we can be uh, in his family. And so we get excited about that. We boast about that. One time the disciples who were Jesus' followers came back to Jesus and they were so excited because they had been doing all kinds of great things. They had been doing miracles and uh, they came back and said, Lord, even the demons are cast out in Jesus' name. And Jesus says, and this is Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 20, he says, Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And that's what we rejoice in, that we are children of God, that our names are written in heaven. We get excited about a lot of stuff, but maybe we get most excited about the fact that God loves you. Now, if God loves you, which he does, and if you are a child of God, which you are if you place your faith and trust in him, then you've got a testimony. Because when God comes into your life, he changes stuff. The T is for testimony. And, uh, and when God comes into your life, he gives you a story of what he has done in your life. And that's our second Easter boast. We tell the story. We give the testimony. You know, as I look around this room, I know so many of you in your story. I know so many of the testimonies that are represented here. I know that some of you uh, were were in hot pursuit of all kinds of worldly things. You were living for money, you were living for success, you were living for status, and yet it left and, le and yet it left you feeling empty on the inside until God came into your life and he gave you new hope and he gave you new purpose. Look around this room and, and some of you were addicted to all kinds of stuff. You were addicted to alcohol, you were addicted to drugs, you were addicted to sexual temptations, you were addicted to the high of achievement, and God came into your life and he gave you new desires. He took away those desires for all those other things and he gave you new life. That's your testimony. I look around this room and I'm, I'm looking specifically in some, some people's faces and God has done a miracle in your life. Some of you in, in our church, 
We're told that you had days, in some cases, hours to live. And God came and he took away the disease. He took away the, the, the illness that was causing you to, to be sick until the point, and, and you were healed. And the doctors had no other explanation other than to say it was a miracle. That's a testimony of what God can do. Some of you uh, here were in prison. I know this. Some of you were in prison and you were, and you were paying the penalty for your sins. There was the consequences, so to speak. You were in jail because you were deemed a harm to society and God met you and he changed you. So no longer are you a harm to society, but now you are a blessing to society. He took away your heart of rage and gave you a heart of peace. Some of you were at you didn't know how you were going to go on. You were so depressed, so discouraged, and God came into your life, and he gave you hope, and he gave you purpose, and he filled your heart with joy. He gave you a testimony. You see, if God comes into your life, he can turn everything around. That's the power of the resurrection that I want to emphasize today, that God can come into your life, and he can meet you in whatever is going on, and he can turn your life around. There's a Christian for this, and the Christian word uh, is repentance. Repentance literally means that you are headed in one direction, and then you do a U-turn, and you start heading in the other direction. You see, that repentance is the start of your testimony, because at one point you're, you're running from God, and then you turn your heart around and you say, God, I don't want to run from you. I want to run to you. And we, and we repent and we begin to pursue him. And then, that, and then that's when he begins to work out his story in your life. See, so, many, so often we try to write our own story. We try to think, oh, I'm going to get it to happen this way and this way and this way. And surprise, surprise, it doesn't go the way that we want it to. Now, we can look at that of one of two ways. One is, man, I'm ticked off. Why does God cause that to happen? Or two, we can say, God is a good God, and he's got wisdom far beyond my wisdom. So rather than running from him, I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask him for forgiveness because that is what running from him needs. It is a sin. We need his forgiveness, and we start to pursue him. And when he does, he comes into our lives, and he changes us from the inside out. Not always the way that we expect, but always in the way that he knows what is best. And not always overnight, but always in his own perfect timing. See, we got a lot to be boast about because we are children of God, because we've got a testimony. And lastly, there are Easter blessings. See, the last verse in, the, in this passage, Galatians 6, verses, uh, verse 18 says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. That's a blessing. Paul closes this passage by giving them a blessing. He says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be uh, with your spirit. And I think that's what God wants to do for you today. He wants to give you a blessing. No matter what you are going through, no matter what you're experiencing, he wants to come into your life and he, and he wants to say, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you, my brothers and my sisters. So I've got two Easter blessings this morning. We're at the second E in our acronym. The second E is encouragement. 
I want you to be encouraged because you know that nothing is too hard for God. That he can come and uh, he can turn any situation around. Because the reality is we all make mistakes. We had the wrong video this morning. Who cares? It's a mistake. But we make big mistakes. We make little mistakes. I, up, uh, I was up on this stage last uh, I made a mistake. Someone pointed out to me. I kept saying that Pontius Pilate was the emperor of Rome. And someone pointed out he was the governor of Rome. Duh, I know that. It's a mistake. We make big mistakes. We make little mistakes. The reality is God can come and take everything and turn it around. And if we are in Christ Jesus, I just want you to be encouraged to know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. That if you are in Christ Jesus, if you are at one with him, no matter what has happened, no matter what, is what you have experienced, no matter what mistakes have come into your life, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of Jesus. He can come into your life, and he can take the bad, and he can turn it into something beautiful. So if God can take death and turn it into life, then he can take discouragement in your life and turn it into joy. He can take a feeling of emptiness and he can turn it into abundance. He can take, a, he can take your sinfulness and he can turn it into righteousness. He can take a bad marriage and he can turn it into a great marriage. He can take a heart of rage and he can fill you with a heart of peace. He can take your weakness and he can show his strength. He can take your mistakes and he can turn it into a blessing in your life and in the life of others. You see, there is nothing too hard for our God. There is nothing too hard for our God. So what should you do? 1 Peter 5.17 says, Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Be encouraged this morning. Because our God is powerful. He can raise the dead. Be encouraged this morning because God cares for you. Be encouraged this morning because God loves you. Be encouraged because he knows exactly what is going on in your life. And he can turn it around and he can give you a testimony that is a story of his power and his love and his, his working out those things in your life. That's a blessing. And then the last uh, point this morning, the R is for remembering. So our acronym this morning, eternal living, atonement, sons and daughters of God, testimony, encouragement, and now remembering. On this Easter morning, we remember. We remember uh, that his death on the cross, we remember an empty tomb. And in remembering, we are blessed. Because it points to the fact that we need to be reminded that God loves us so much that he would send his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. The night before Jesus was crucified, he ga gathered for one last meal with his disciples. And as they sat around the table, uh, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the, the, the cup, and in a sense he said, this cup represents my blood which will be shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And so for 2,000 years since then, uh, churches have been celebrating uh, communion together because we need to remember. We need to remember Good Friday. We need to remember Easter morning that he is no longer in the tomb, but that the penalty for sin has been paid for once and for all. So this morning, we're going to celebrate communion together. And as we do, I hope that you feel a blessing, that God... uh, that God comes and uh, ministers to you and, and touches you right where you are at. The ushers are going to come around. If you don't have your communion elements, just hold your hand up, keep it up until uh, you, you get it, and, uh, and then hang on to it, and we'll all take it together. We're going to take it a little differently than uh, we usually do because we're going to sing during communion this morning. Today is a celebration But as they bring the elements around, let me have your attention for just 30 more seconds. I know that there are people in this room that uh, we talk about having a relationship with Jesus. And uh, you've come to church today because it's Easter. And you figure, I should go to church on Easter. But, But I just want you to to know on this Easter morning that uh, God wants to have that kind of a relationship with you. So if you've never made that decision, if you've never asked God to come into your life, today's the day. As we sing this song, you just do what you need to do. You sit there, you you kneel, you you stand, you sing, you don't sing. It's just you and a risen Savior. And if you need to confess some sins this morning, if you need to ask God to come into your life, because you recognize with all these things going on, I want to live with Jesus. That's the very best life possible. I've been pursuing all these other things for too long, and today I want to give my life to God. Today I want to stop running from God, and I want to do a U-turn. I want to start running to Him. If that's your desire, all you'd have to do is just say a prayer and ask God to come into your life and place your faith in Him and then begin to live for Him. Do that U-turn. Start to pursue him and ask him to come into your life. Today, you can become a child of his. And maybe you're here this morning and and you're like, I know I've made that decision, but man, I don't know when it started. Maybe it was COVID, whatever it was, but I have not been on the right track. And today, I want to turn around and I want to start to pursue the Lord again because I recognize I'm missing something in my life. I'm missing the love of God. That's the very best thing possible. You've been created to live in a relationship with God. If you're not, you're jipping yourself off because he wants to come into your life. And so this is an opportunity for you to to turn around, to to ask God to to come and and you, you rededicate your life to the Lord. And maybe you're morning and you're, I'm just fired up because this is my life. I trust in the Lord. And, uh, and I, want my, I want Jesus to be central in my life. And that's a blessing. And so you worship and you remember what Jesus has done for you because this little wafer 
And this 